girl. Welcome to Woman Talk to God, WTTG. I am your host, Sean Owens. Woman Talk to God is designed for Christian women, especially new Christians, as my guests and I will be chatting it up about foundational biblical principles to help us live a healthy Christian life. Thank you for tuning in and joining us on this Christian journey. Hey, friends. I am super excited to have my guest, Nana Dose, on the podcast with us today. She is one of the sweetest, genuine, down-to-earth women I know. This sister loves the Lord, his word, and her family. She is a Bible teacher, writer, and blogger. Thank you so much, Nana, for taking the time to be on the podcast and helping to shine light on grace and motherhood. As a new mom myself, I can't wait to hear your wisdom, learn lessons, and advice, girl. Yay, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Sean. Oh, you are welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your blog? Yeah, sure. So yeah, like you said, my name is Nana Dulce. I live here in Southeast Washington, D.C. My husband is on the pastoral staff at a church here in D.C., and we live right next door in the church's parsonage. And so my life is just right in this little section um, of Alabama Avenue in Southeast. Uh, I homeschool my two little girls, JL and Noel, age seven and a half and five. And um, I do write um, at Motherhood and Sanctity. And uh, it's a website. It's not really a parenting guide. It's more of Bible study devotionals, encouragement, and um, uh, yeah, just encouraging moms to know the word well and to be faithful um, in how we teach it well to our children. Mm, sweet. Well, let me start by asking, how would you define motherhood? <sighs> how would I define motherhood? So it's a, well, it's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. So the scriptures tell us that um, children are, are a gift from the Lord. They're a, uh, an inheritance that he gives us. And so, um, so so to be a mother, I know we can, we live in a culture where um, you can either decide to try for kids or wait mm-hmm. or whatever the decision might be. But ultimately, if the Lord opens the, if your womb is opened, it's really because the Lord has opened it. He's allowed for mm. life. Um, and so it's a blessing. It's a gift. It's a blessing. Even if you are a mother through adoption, because we know it's not yeah. one who, um, who will carry biologically the, the, the child that the Lord gives them. Um, to parent. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but even that's a gift that he gives you. So um, I think to be a mother is to be, um, is to be, is to be given a gift to wow. of children to raise and to bring up, especially if you are a mother in the Lord, uh, to bring mm-hmm. them up in the fear and in the nurture of the Lord, making him known, making his word known, um, impressing them on your children within the everydayness of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an opportunity to join the Lord in making himself known to them, uh, to be used as a means of grace in their life for knowing him and his word. Um, so, yeah, it's a gift that yeah. he gives you when you join him in um, hopefully making himself known to these little people that he's giving you. Right. I heard you use the word grace. So can you help us to understand how motherhood is meant for us to see our need for Christ in yeah. grace? Yeah. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps us to see our need for Christ <laughs> and for grace. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember when, when I got married, I felt like marriage was very much a mirror that reflected myself back to me. It helped me to see myself in ways that I couldn't see before. Just kind of living with someone um, every day and being in the same space with them uh, revealed, yeah, just kind of things in my heart 
that, that weren't yeah. so pretty. And I think motherhood does the same thing. So um, when I had my first daughter, I had never been so tired in my life. Um, it was, <laughs> I think I labored for 36 or 38 hours with her. Uh, it was a long labor. And she came at 12 midnight and uh, took her home and I had her at a, at a birth center, so I couldn't even stay at the hospital. They let you go after like two or four hours of, of observation. Um, so I had her, came home, and this baby would not sleep. She would oh, not wow. sleep. And I just remember being so tired. I had never been so tired in my life. Um, I had a sister ask me how things were going, and I told her it felt like I was in the trenches. Um, and being so exhausted, and having this little person to take care of reveals your weakness. Um, and so impatience that I didn't think I had really came, really came out. Um, just, you know, the, the weaknesses that are in my heart that maybe I can hide with, with sleep and with other things were revealed. So very early on for me, being a mom, I think showed me that um, I don't have the strength on my own. I certainly don't have the wisdom on my own. Um, I need the grace and the strength that God supplies in order to care for this person with the, um, with, yeah, just with the, 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 the fruit of the spirit that God requires me to do it with. I don't have the strength and the wisdom on my own to, to mother in that kind of way. And it was really obvious. Um, and so, yeah, from, from very early on with an, caring for a, a, an infant who won't sleep to caring for a toddler and their kind of tantrums to caring for school age children and the issue, you know, some of the, the trials that may come with that, all of those stages, I think, reveal our weaknesses and our need for God's strength and grace and helping us to do it in a way that he will see it as well done. Mm, wow. Um, as you had mentioned earlier, you know, that um, children are a gift from God. Mm -hmm. But how do we continue to see them in light of that on days that just like you just got finished saying, like being impatient, but days that are not going well, the house is not clean, mm -hmm. food is not cooked, laundry is all over the place, mm -hmm. baby keeps crying. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those days yeah. <laughs> and still seeing them and in light of gifts mm -hmm. and, and, you know, knowing that, um, yeah, that we can see our own imperfections. Mm -hmm. How do we can continue to see them as yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, so everything you're describing is, is, is what happens, um, <laughs> my children. So they are with me every day <laughs> and they're mm. with me, every, you know, I don't, you know, I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the, the, uh, I think it's a privilege really to be able to homeschool them. And so I, I thank God for that, but there isn't like, you know, stretches of hours where I'm not away from them, where I'm with them all the time. And sometimes, um, I'm not always, I wish I could say that. Um, I can, I am constantly able to see them as gifts and there's never any, uh, any issue at all. But there are moments, especially in homeschooling, when I am less patient with them, um, where I, you know, want them to get something done, a, a math problem or writing, and I can, I can push a little bit more than I need to. Um, and there are moments where, where they're crying. And, and so I think uh, prayer has become my best parenting, parenting tool. So if nothing else, my, my children may not have, may, my children may not always see me as the most patient, loving, caring mother, but I think that they can 
they can see a repentant mother. So a mom, mm. when she does mess up and doesn't see the gifts before her um, that these children are, um, they, can, they can know that mom will confess that and will ask for their forgiveness and will pray for the help of the Lord to, to help her. So I guess my answer, my short answer to your question is prayer has been really useful to me in helping me to refocus um, in helping me to remember them as gifts and helping me to look to the Lord for the strength to treat them as so. Um, so praying for forgiveness and repenting and, um, and, then, and then looking to God's word to help me to refocus and to remember that they are gifts. Mm, so sweet um knowing and being encouraged that prayer is one of the things that we should go to because some days as a mother of a nine-month-old it gets really Mm -hmm. hard (laughs) Um, and I struggle with um, perfectionism and even now as a mom what grace would you um, extend to or to a mom with the perfectionism mentality yeah so I, I, I'm almost, <laughs> I want to, I can relate, but I don't, I don't feel like everything you say, my automatic response is I can relate, but I can. I definitely, um, I definitely struggle with that whole wanting to make everything beautiful and perfect. Um, and so I do, I do struggle with that whole perfectionism thing. Uh, one of the things that I am becoming more aware of and more thankful for um, is, you know, we say that it's maybe we kind of treat it like a cliche sometimes, but the whole thing of remembering the gospel, we say it all the time, preach it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really true. Uh, I think that sometimes we tend to think that um, we have it more together than, you know, like, like Jesus is wonderful, but he just kind of adds a little bit more to our life, but we really have it together. Um, but, you know, the gospel tells us that we don't, we really, really don't, we really desperately need him. And it is only his spirit that enables us and that, that helps us um, to, to, yeah, that helps us to, to live Amen. in what calling us to do. Um, and so I think we have to remember that and we have to believe that. Like we really do desperately need the Lord and we need the spirit and thank God that he's given us the spirit um, who is our comforter who is our our uh, counselor and who also enables us to walk in the way that God has called us to walk mm-hmm. um and so yeah so I'm, I'm really be- so it's one of those things where we believe it theologically but functionally it doesn't yeah. come down to where we are um but yeah I am so weak as a mom so even when I want to be perfect my my uh, my record shows a lot of imperfection. Um, even when I, you know, I want to look like I have it all together, the reality is that every day um, I mess up more than I have, more than I get it. I get mm. it. So, um, you know, the passage that's coming to my mind is James one five, that says that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, uh, who gives generously to all without fight, without reproach. Um, and so, so I, I am a mom who needs wisdom. I qualify when it comes to this passage. If any of you lack wisdom, I often really do lack wisdom in knowing what to do and knowing how, even in my desire to be perfect and knowing, um, you know, I have that desire, but I don't always know how to, to even make things in my own understanding of perfection. I don't even know how to achieve that necessarily. So I need wisdom. I need the Lord to help me. 
uh, to mother in the way that he sees as perfect. And I think that would mean really depending on him, looking to him as the only perfect one who has achieved the righteousness that I can't um, and who imputes it, who grants it to me by faith that I can rest in that and know that it is done and look to him for the strength, the grace, the wisdom I need for that day, um, knowing that he is sufficient. The mercy that he gives to me that day is sufficient for whatever I will meet as a mother. So really believe in the gospel, uh, really believe in God's word and looking to him and depending on him because he alone is perfect. And he has, mm. a, he credits it to you and you can rest in that. And then he gives you his spirit to walk. Uh, how, he's declared you to be righteous. And then he gives you his spirit to help you to walk in that, which he has declared you to be. So really relying on him. Um, wow. Yeah, that is so good. I mean, how about like for when we struggle, like we've been brought up one way. Uh, well, this is the way that my mother mm-hmm. did it or my grandmother did it. But now we're trying to, you know, and of course, we always hear like um, children don't come with a handbook. So but what I hear you saying is that Christ is um, an example um, of how mm-hmm. we should also mother our children. Is that what um, you're also mentioning or yeah. direction? Sure. So I, I think what I'm saying is that Christ is the strength and the wisdom. So so he um, he, he he's given us his spirit. He's given us his Holy Spirit in John 17, when Jesus is about to go to the cross and he's talking to his disciples and he says that I am going away, but when I go, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send to you my spirit. And he, he's the spirit of truth. He's the counselor. Mm. Um, and so even example, Christ is the, um, he's giving us his, he has given us his spirit. If, if we're trusting in him, He's declared you to be righteous and his Holy Spirit helps you to walk in that righteousness. So he's the help mm. we need. He's the help we need. He's the, um, the righteousness we need. He's the wisdom we need. First Corinthians says that he has become our righteousness. He's become our wisdom. He has become our sanctification. Um, and so I guess my encouragement is, um, yes, of course, the example of Christ is so important, but more than that, perhaps, um, mom's really resting in Christ himself. Um, it's not easy. Like we know these things <laughs> theologically, but it can be so hard to practically do it. Um, and so I think that's when the prayer comes in again. Don't be, um, don't be reluctant to pray all day <laughs> as a mom. Uh, I am not perfect as a mother. My, my children see me messing up more than I care to admit sometimes. But I think one of the things that they do see is a mom. That is so encouraging. So we are in the kitchen just Mm. praying. Um, We pray all day and they see, they see the mom praying because I really do need him that much. Um, I do need him that much. I need need help. (laughs) I need to remember um, that he has already done this perfectly. His, his perfect active obedience is finished and he cred- he's credited it to me and I can rest in it when I mess up. I can rest in it when I'm tempted to, to boast in when, on, on those good days when I feel like I have it together, um, when I'm tempted to take the credit. Um, so yeah, so just praying, praying for the Lord to help us. Um, and then also, I think the question you were, you are uh, maybe leading to was this whole thing of how we were raised and our parents and, you know, some of the things we've been used to, um, 
So even praying for God to help us to sift through those things so that, you know, the good examples that we got, we keep those, but the, you know, the other things that weren't so good that he would help us to kind of sift through those as well. So prayer. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for that. Okay. There's many seasons in motherhood and I'm in one now and it's, it's almost as if I'm waiting. Like I know she's too young for me. You know, we're trying to get her on a regular bed schedule. So Mm -hmm. it has, I'm at a place Mm -hmm. where I'm having to cut out like my small group or, you know, my fellowship in certain areas with my church family. And it's, starting to sting a little bit <laughs> and I keep telling myself that mommy yeah. ministry is calling yeah. me and it's a very important ministry yeah. so how would you speak sure. to that area where this season looks different where it's causing me to not do the things that I enjoy as much you know spending time even though even though there are good things like small group is a good thing mm-hmm. you know fellowshipping with my church family is a good thing but um in mommyhood right now is calling me to pay more attention to sure what my baby needs. How would you speak to that? Sure. Yeah. So I would say that we, so there are seasons for us. My children are seven and a half and five. And so um, I can, I remember when they got a little bit, a little bit older, a little bit more independent and feeling like, oh, I can do a little bit more now. I can do there's some things I can participate in um, that I couldn't a few years ago. Um, and so I would say that there are seasons and you will wake up and be in a season and you would, you will wake up and before you know it, the transitioning and the development of our children will have you at a season that um, maybe looks really far for, for, it looks really far away from where you are today. Um, But what I will say is I really, really believe that being a mom is a high calling and it is a beautiful ministry and a beautiful, a beautiful gift. Um, it changes as, we, as our children grow. We can do a little less or a little bit more depending on where they are. But, but nurturing children in the Lord is a ministry in and of itself. I feel like sometimes we feel like I can't do ministry things right now because yeah. I have to be a mom. Uh, but I believe that being a mom in itself is a high calling. Um, I think of Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7, uh, where, you know, God is telling Israel that the commandments he's given them, they are to impress it on their children and to teach it diligently to them, uh, to talk to them when they sit, when they walk, when they lie, when they rise. Um, I can disciple women at my church, but I'm not with them all the time, the way that I am with my daughters. Um, I can have a small group meeting for a couple hours at my, at my house, um, but I'm with my children all day and I have a chance to impress and diligently teach them when we are walking along the way, when we're sitting down to eat, when they're lying down, when we're rising. Um, so I do women's ministry every day. With girls. Um, and I don't want to take it lightly. I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I am, this is a, a, this is a period of my life where I'm on pause, you know, where I'm, I'm waiting in hopes of something bigger to come down the, down the road. I want to see my time with my daughters as something big that is here now. Uh, And, uh, and and so, yeah, I choose to look at it that way. And, um, and so, yeah, there isn't a day that I don't share the gospel with my daughters. They're seeing their mom praying and I'm also impressing on them God's word. And I want to be diligent in that. Um, your question brought to mind, I've been reading a book called Devoted. Um, it's by 
Tim Challies, where he's giving the examples of mothers throughout church history and how they shape the faith of their children. And uh, it's interesting because yesterday I was just reading the chapter on John, New John Newton. Um, John Newton is the one that wrote the song Amazing Grace. And he was, um, before he came to Christ, he was just a I mean, he was a slave trader. He did atrocious, atrocious things. But he talks about having a mother who died actually when he was just seven. Um, but before she died, his mom was so diligent in impressing the faith onto him. And he, uh, there's a little section, hopefully it's okay if I just sure, read a little yes. section for you. Okay, so this is, um, he says this, he, he says, Though in process of time I sinned away all the advantages of these early impressions, yet they were for a great while a restraint upon me. They returned again and again. It was very long before I could wholly shake them off. And when the Lord at length opened my eyes, I found a great benefit from the recollection of them. He says that his mom stored in his memory valuable pieces, chapters and portions of scripture, catechisms, hymns, and poems. His mom was a, was a woman who was dying of tuber tuberculosis. And for, the, for most of his um, early years, she stayed in bed because she was so weak. Um, but she did not allow her sickness to be an excuse for her to, to not pour out everything she had uh, of the scriptures into her son. And uh, Tim, Tim Challies writes this. He says, God delights to use even the weakest people to preach the greatest mm. news. Um, his mom's name was Elizabeth. He says, like Elizabeth, make the most of every day and every opportunity for you do not know how many years you will have to love, teach, and train your child. Know that those early lessons are not easily forgotten. Uh, that it is this early foundation um, I'm sorry, it says that this early foundation is not soon destroyed, that your labor in motherhood is not in vain. So I found that to be really encouraging and a good reminder. To oh, yes, yeah, sis, I might have to have you to send that to me. That is definitely encouraging. And I have to check out that book and yeah. so many of the other listeners um, definitely. definitely pick up that book. Sounds like a good encouraging to us. Um, well, before we close out, I do have one question that I tend to ask all of our listeners. Um, what is your favorite scripture and why? Oh, man, that is a good question. I know. Man, I have a lot of favorite scriptures. <laughs> um, you know, one that I think might be fitting for our conversation today is 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 9 to 10. So that's the passage where um, uh, the apostle Paul is saying that by the grace of God, I, I am that I am, uh, great. God's grace towards me is not in vain. I worked harder than any of them though, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Um, so the grace and the strength that God supplies to us to do the work that he's called us to do, um, is so important because it reminds us that it is the grace that he gives us. So even if, um, you know, I just read about John Newton's mom and, and all that she did in helping her son. Um, but I think that even as, we, even as we see her example, we can remember that it was the grace of mm. God in her, uh, right? So it was the grace of God in her and not her herself 
Um, and so as the Lord helps us to raise these little children and we see it as a high calling and a high ministry, um, that we would pray for God to give us the grace and the strength to do it. And um, whatever he makes our children to, to become, that we would remember that it was the grace and not, and not wow. we ourselves. Well, thank you so much, Nana, for chatting it up with us today and sharing again your wisdom and pearls and, man, just your encouragement. Thank you so much. And if you can remind our listeners of your, your blog and where they can find it. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's called motherhoodandsanctity.com. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Nana. Well, until the next time, my prayer is that we continue to see our need for our Savior live in community, and live a fun, free life in Christ. And because we would love to hear from you, if you have any ideas or topics that you would like featured on this podcast, please connect with us via our IG page or Facebook at Woman Talk to God. Bye, girl!